Hey friends, Happy New Year, and as promised, January is dedicated to exposing you to different cycling events across the globe. Now, I've been searching, and it's been hard to nail down some event organizers, as you can imagine, because they're super busy, but I found some great episodes both locally and internationally that I'm really excited to share with you. So I don't know about you, but I'm in a place that I would like to go and travel to some events, looking for more challenging things that are outside of my backyard. So if you can relate, you're going to enjoy listening and, and finding out about what else is out there. Now, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I have eight of them this January. And then we're back into our regular scheduled uh, interviews, which I have an amazing lineup of people. And also, if you happen to know some event organizer who's close to you and they put on a great event, please refer them to me. I will definitely bring them in further down into the year. So with that, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and enjoy this one. All right, friends, this one's a pretty cool one. This event is in South Africa in Cape Town. Now it's Team SPCA and it's all about helping and to rescue animals. Now, if you're a big uh, animal advocate and you have maybe a couple rescue animals at home, you'll really like really enjoy this interview. Um, so what they're doing is on the 13th of March this year, it's a cycle the Cape Town cycle tour and they're raising money for race to rescue to help save animals in their local area. And you would be surprised their reach of animal rescue. I am not going to, you know, divulge any of the details from the interview but you have to listen it is pretty amazing and I was like floored at some of the things that they do in their rescue um, clinic so I just thought it was a small little shop but it is much bigger than anything you can imagine so with that I hope you really enjoy this episode Welcome back, everyone, to an episode of Secrets from the Saddle, All Things Cycling Podcast with your host, Sylvie Dew. And we have an amazing woman here, Linda Abraham, who is coming to us from Cape Town, South Africa. Woo! So she is part of the January series of cycling events internationally that I put together. And so if you're kind of in that neighborhood, and you're looking for a cycling event to uh, participate in, she has an amazing one she's going to tell you about. So before we bring her out, we're going to talk about, so she, this, um, she works, she, well, um, uh, Belinda Abraham is the manager and communications of Cape of Good Hope SPCA. So this particular SPCA has been established in 1872. That's a, I think it's 162 years something like that, over 100, obviously. Um, the Cape of Good Hope SPCA, Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, is founded in the Society of East SPCA Movement in South Africa and is the oldest 
animal welfare organization in the country, probably most likely in the world. I would probably begin to be this. Um, and uh, so they're located, like I said, in Cape Town, South Africa, but she's here to tell you about a really cool charity event they're putting on. Possibly it's been postponed for the last couple of years and it's back next year or this year. So welcome, Belinda, to the podcast. It's so good to be with you, Sylvie. And of course, so good to be chatting to all those who love being in the saddle. In the saddle and supporting animals. I am a huge SPCA supporter myself. Our cats have come from there um, ever since we got our first one. So I'm all about supporting um, the humane or the SPCA here locally. But tell us all about, um, I guess, maybe how you got into the SPCA and how this, uh, when this event started and yeah, just tell us more about the event. Sure. Well, it's really, really exciting. Um, and the SPCA has been part of this event um, since uh, 2012. So this will, in fact, be the 10th time that we're participating. Oh. Um, it has to be, Sylvie. You know, you were saying locally and, you know, people, if they're in the neighborhood, to get involved. But really, this is the most spectacular, one of the most beautiful cycling routes in the whole of the world. So we mm. would love to have some international people come out and visit us um, and, and join in because it's an incredible 109 kilometer uh, rally. And um, of course, there's such wonderful camaraderie there. So it's not only an SPCA event, it's a mass public participation event. Um, cyclists are plenty and yes over the last couple of years frustratingly it's been done in all sorts of various <laughs> versions thanks to COVID um, you know they've been very creative in terms of having first virtual events and then going over to a, a kind of hybrid type event and well March 13th 2022 back in all its glory so we're super excited um, the event during the last year I just raised almost 300,000 rand for the SPCA. Um, wow. Yes. So it, it, it's incredible the amount of support that it garners for us. And of course, the amount of awareness it creates for us. You know, it's uh -huh. such a, an emotional experience for anyone on the sidelines who loves animals who just stand there and see this sea of people approaching you and they're all wearing, you know, SPCA branded um, cycling shirts and they're all bearing such a beautiful message about animal welfare and it's almost like you know you're you're in the presence of an army that's just crusading for for you know what animals deserve to have in South Africa and all over the world so it's a beautiful beautiful race um, very visually um, you know in terms of the landmarks that you bypass and um, Cape Town's historical sites um, a beautiful part up if anyone uh, wants to go and have a look go and have a look at um, you know the uh, the beautiful uh, passes that we go through and the route in general absolutely a visual feast and of course while you're doing it you're going to be racing to the rescue for animals as well I love that and so how long has this event been going on because you said it's just recent with you guys or has this been a past event that's been part of the community or is and then 
the SPCA has just jumped on or taken it over? Or how long has this been Great. going on? So, oh goodness, I'm not sure the exact how many years exactly it's been going on, Sylvie. But we've so we've been taking part for the last ten years. It oh, never okay. <laughs> it never disappoints. And yes, it's one of those kind of mass public participation events that um, we've jumped on board with and have been able to make a very real difference in the lives of animals because mm. of it. So we're very grateful for the opportunity um, and very grateful for all those who join and decide to be part of Team SPCA. Now, you said it was 109 kilometers, something like that. Are there Correct. shorter are there shorter family distances so people can participate on a smaller scale? No, no. There's there's only the one route. Okay. <laughs> but with that being said, um, you know there are people of all fitness levels who take part, um, and there's there's obviously there's people who cycle professionally and mm -hmm. and really do it, and there's other people that are taking part just to be part of the community spirit, just to do something for a cause, um, and just to have a wonderful day outdoors with families. So there are people that cycle in groups, they kind of take their time without mm -hmm. the pressures and the timings. And, you know, they just want to finish in time to get it to get a participation medal. Um, yeah. And that's fine. That's <laughs> fine as well. You know, um, yeah. I love those. Actually, I, I remember participating in one and it and I don't know if maybe this is yours is similar, but every like 10 to 20 kilometers, there's like a rest stop and some food. So it was just like almost like every little bit, like there was always like a reward to work towards. So, and then like, there's all sorts of people on all different kinds of bikes. So then it kind of facilitated, you know, people just sort of like moving themselves along slowly and uh, yeah um, and you know there's some people that get dressed up in crazy costumes and oh, cool. yes yes they cycle it as the milkman or the mailman uh, we we had uh, one year we had somebody taking it on 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 a bmx bicycle that oh um, <laughs> that actually wow. looked ra rather small for him um, but you know, bless him. He was so committed. He actually managed to finish. Um, and I think it was a bunch of friends who knows, maybe it had been a pub night or something the night before that setting up <laughs> the challenge and, and, and he very good heartedly took it on. Um, and he actually finished his race, um, on this BMX bicycle. So yes, it's, um, it's very, um, all inclusive, you know, it's not necessarily for people that have all the cycling gear and everything. It's 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 very much community spirited, but at the same time, a very good event for 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 those who are are looking for an event that that meets international standards and that kind of sets them up. They could tick that box and say, "Well, I've done that one." Yes. Well, I love it. So you mentioned that there. It, so is this route all around, like? Cape Town so you're saying that there's little there's like historic sites that people can stop and look at and that's really nice yes it's a good teacher yes and, does, and lots of uh, mountain and ocean uh, yeah incredible views yes does your route change every year or is it the same one I think it's it does change a little or does it go this um, way and then that way so like <laughs> I think in the reverse yes. and then the <laughs> <laughs> correct correct um but it never takes away from the beauty of the landscape you know it's uh, it's a it, they don't call it the most beautiful cycling event in south africa for nothing 
Oh, that's great. So tell us now, so people can participate and people can obviously like myself could donate because I'm not close to South Africa by any, <laughs> and um, so people can donate. So let's talk about where they can donate and maybe um, what, I know what happens with it, like, but what have, what significant projects have you been able to um, use the money for? So on an annual basis, we generally, the project with the greatest need um, in terms of, of just, you know, the kind of um, experiences we're having at that present time. So previously, okay. yeah. they have, people have cycled for um, animals awaiting homes um, to make oh, sure that they, they can be provided for. Right. Um, you know, because these animals do need care, they need shelter, mm -hmm. they need food, there's veterinary needs that they have, and these things do cost money. So previously, they've, they've done that, they've kind of cycled for all our animals awaiting homes, so that they can be provided for until such time as they can, as they are adopted. Yeah. Um, this year round, though, we've, we've, we've decided to race to the rescue, which is a little different in terms of the fact that people will now be racing um, to help us rescue animals. We have a team of inspectors. Oh, okay, at the let's SPCA. talk about that. Yeah. Yes. So they're almost like our, our animal cops. If anyone mm -hmm. watched Animal Cops South Africa, it's exactly that team of people that they'll be peddling to support um, in aid of their work. And, and basically we have a really, really large area of operations, Sylvie, that, uh -huh. that extends quite some kilometers. I'm not sure the, the miles translation, but... It's really big. And, and, you know, we all know fuel prices being what they are. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're currently spending almost 2 million rand every year. Um, and that's on fuel alone. And wow. it's in response to approximately 17,000 cruelty reports that we're receiving annually. <gasps> and yes. yes. That, and that's just I in your general area? That's just our area, correct. Wow. And, you know, some of these cases, they do relate to kind of milder things, that is noise complaints, you know, the dog mm -hmm. next door keeps barking and that type mm -hmm. of stuff. But it does include the more serious things like yeah. dog fighting. I just animals. saw that. I was on your Facebook mm. page. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of dog fighting, it is prevalent in, in the Western Cape at the moment. We also see a lot of... Um, owner and um, pet neglect so animals that have de mm -hmm. been denied veterinary treatment um, animals that are emaciated starving they're injured they're diseased yeah. um, and then the more terrible things animals that have been shot or stabbed um, you know oh. buried buried alive or, or any number number of evils and yes. these cases um you know, they are the ones that affect us deeply and, and they are the ones that we want to see people actually pay for those crimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, as much as we would wish that things like that could be free, it's not. So yeah. in order to, to prosecute a crime successfully, there's an, an evidence gathering, there's a lot of forensic wow. work, there's yeah. pathologist report, there's vets reports. Mm -hmm. um, there might even be a need for... Um, hiring a private investigator if if or an expert um, witness someone mm -hmm. to give expert witness testimony um, in a matter plus there's the repeated visits to the courts um, until a matter finally comes to trial there's 
wow. you know, postponements for various reasons. Um, there's the man hours that an inspector must spend preparing for a case. There's the cost yeah, yeah, to get yeah, to the yeah. courtrooms. There's the man hours spent sitting waiting on court benches. There's also the man hours spent getting court orders and things to remove animals from people's care. Um, so this, oh, you this, can't just take them. You have to get a court order to remove. Correct. Yes. Okay. Well, there are times when they can, um, you know, immediately given the set of circumstances and in terms of the legislation that we work within, um, remove an animal immediately. But there are other times where, in terms or in the interests of the legal case as it presents it, it's better to have everything done by the book um, mm -hmm. in terms of removing with a court order. Um, and having the re the relevant warnings in place to ensure mm -hmm. that justice is ultimately served for that animal. So with all that being said, we are the voice for these animals in a court of law. Yeah. Um, we are the organization that's forging ahead in terms of building South African case law, um, from which you know magistrates actually have a point of departure when it comes to sentencing. Um, currently, mm -hmm. the maximum penalties are a 40,000 rand uh, fine or a 12 month jail term. Um, or that when it comes, that is, is that it's acceptable. Not, it's, it's not bad. I mean, we would like it to be a bit harsher, but but we're getting there. Um, and and then for dog fighting, it's double that. So it's 80,000 rand fine Whoa. or two years imprisonment. So, um, so yeah. you guys are the are leading this. And I know, like, for our listeners that. I know we're talking about cycling, touring, and this event, but really, this is the background as to, you know, what this cycling event represents. And I don't know, but Belinda, I watch, I watch enough of those animal rescues stories on YouTube, and like, they they bring tears to my eyes all the time. Like, I don't know where they are in relation. Like I just recognize that, you know, the language is not mine. And I think it's like, it's not Max, but you know what I mean? Like they're from all over the place. I and do. I'd like to think that these things are actual, um, not staged thing. You know what I mean? And they're actual real and the money that goes towards these, um, uh, represent uh, these organizations are that money is actually going towards um, you know the, the hospitals or the that correct the, the, yes. the you know the shelters that these animals actually end up mm. in and so I love that this this is what you're doing and this is like you guys are spearheading it and you've taken it to a different level that now you have you know people going out investigating individuals and like physically taking animals away because like oh my god I'm gonna cry but um <laughs> I don't know yeah, how you do it <laughs> don't worry yeah I shed a few tears every yeah. now and then close the office yeah. door have a good cry get back on yeah, the yeah. horse <laughs> but oh my gosh I commend you and I think this is just thank you the most amazing um way to to raise money ah, okay keep Thank talking so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yes so you know when it comes to these prosecutable offenses i think you know just getting behind the belief that people should be paying for crimes against mm -hmm. animals um you know and, and those that feel as passionately as we do 
Um, and when I say we, I mean, you know, not only us, but you as well, Sylvie, because I can see it's something that touches your heart very deeply. And, you know, I think as a, as a, as a community, they, there's so much that we can do. With us. You know? <laughs> oh dear! Oh, God, you know our, our animals really do deserve um, so much. They give us nothing but unconditional love, um, and 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 it is heartbreaking when you see you know an animal that's been treated so cruelly, and yet their loyalty remains with the person who just treats them so badly. And it's you know it speaks to the nature of animals and speaks to how much better they deserve um, mm-hmm. from people. So if, with that being said, you know, it is an absolute privilege to stand up in court and give them a voice and make sure that their cases are heard and the crimes against them are made public mm-hmm. um, and, that, and that the perpetrators are actually, you know, pay for those crimes and be mm-hmm. part of potentially rehabilitating somebody who has not... Mm-hmm you know being taught compassion for animals at any time in their life who who does potentially portray them as merely either a commodity of trade or you know the guard dog or not part of the family not uh, you know worthy of a kind word or a kind hand so it does it does in a in a roundabout way it's it it's a very heartbreaking job but at the same time extremely rewarding because there are those opportunities just to make sure those stories are told, are told and, you know, mm-hmm. who else is going to do it. So it's a great privilege um, to be able to have a soapbox to stand on and yeah. say, you know, animals deserve better. And mm-hmm. we do have laws in South Africa that govern animals um, and, and those laws are our mandate and we execute them without hesitation. I love that. Do you guys have a YouTube channel that you... Uh, post to or where is your social media so people can follow you and uh, support so on facebook it's cape of good hope spca Uh, instagram and twitter it's at cape spca and that would be um, youtube as well okay so you're on everything yeah and happy to send you the links after we chat so you've got all the yeah so make sure everybody who's um you know, who's listening and who's an animal lover, cats, dogs, horses, um, reptiles, whatever, (laughs) you recognize that, um, you know, that they're a part of our family and um, those who are abusing the benefits of having a pet should be reported. Right. And there should Mm -hmm. be recourse, you know, and justice. And also supporting and, you know, I know that uh, we're talking here with Belinda, who's in Cape Hope in Cape Town, South Africa, you can support her, you can all and I'm like that you can support any SPCA really. Um, but they have an amazing event that's happening March 13th. It's still going on. I, <laughs> I don't know, do you do you foresee it? it's going forward like regardless i don't know what's happening in your neck of the wood right now with regards to the pandemic how it's yeah yeah so well we're currently going through the fourth wave um okay yeah and uh (laughs) yeah yeah we're hoping there's not a fifth sylvie yeah we're, we're also doing not badly in terms of our vaccination rates etc so you know we're fairly confident there's always a measure of uncertainty but we're fairly confident Mm -hmm. that that the event will go 
ahead in one way or the other. Um, we do apply kind of like a peer-to-peer -peer fundraising methodology to that, which means we have a group, everyone who kind of signs up and says, well, I want to be part of this team, um, then kind of get tasked with raising a small amount of money from their friends, their family, their colleague. Um, yeah. And they all have individual um, kind of pages set up for them. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, where, they, where they're making their appeals to general mm -hmm. contributions to the campaign, also very welcomed always. But if there's individual cyclists taking part, if there's anyone listening who actually wants to go out and do 109 kilometers on their bike, <laughs> wherever they are, well, why not? You know, um, I think um, the past pandemic has taught us a lot. You can take part in anything. It doesn't matter where you, where you are. So anyone thinking of getting on their bike and doing 109 Ks, I mean, we've had people run um, the distance of a marathon on their treadmill at home. So, well, who knows? Oh, you're brilliant. <laughs> well, you know, for us, we're sitting in the dead of winter, almost yet. You could do it on oh. Swift if you so desire. <laughs> but uh there's always a a way to get it done and um oh i wanted to ask how many people do have you typically had participate in the past so, yes in the past so so generally a group of about um goodness we generally we started we start off with a smaller group which is about 50 um okay. and then and then it kind of like grows from there where you where you know more and more people may already be taking part in the event but still choose to do it for us so uh, because they do restrict charity entries to a degree so we start off with a with a small amount but we end up with with quite a uh, phenomenal amount of support oh that's great Belinda because I'm I'm so excited I'm glad that I found you and I don't know where it was Facebook or Instagram but I'm glad I found you and I'm glad that you um you know, you were great with doing this interview and sharing this um, event with our listeners. So like I said, if you're close to her, this is the event to do for the spring. If you're not, you can always support and or follow them on social media with sharing. Um, anything helps um, our animals and our pets to make sure they have a Every one of them has a nice and uh, helpful and joyful life. So, so I think so. Yes, you know, safe yeah. sanctuary. You know. Mm -hmm. So safe that sanctuary. is race to cycle, uh, race to rescue, cycle tour, March thirteenth. And like I said, we'll put all the links below so that you can go and follow and uh, participate if you so desire. I want to thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to tell us? Because I, I know we could talk animals, but I'm going to cry all over the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything you want to share before we we finish? I think, yes. I think, you know, the, the core mandate for the SPCA, and it, it is the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Mm -hmm. um, and, and our inspector team or our animal cops are just one way in which we fulfill that mandate. Um, we also we we also have a wildlife unit where we take in oh. you know Cape Town's either displaced or injured wild animals for rehabilitation and re-release. It's a short-term wow. facility. We also have an animal hospital on site where we can treat um, animals for all manner of illnesses, including you know orthopedic work, soft tissue work. So 
diseases, of course, inoculations and all the preventative treatments. Mm-hmm. We have mobile clinics that go out into the communities. They, okay. they actually take veterinary care to our high deprivation areas where people have you know, difficulties accessing care. Mm-hmm. It is one of the challenges. You know, if you don't have right. a car, um, you can't necessarily get onto public transport with your dog under your arm. And, you know, we have had very touching stories where people have, have pushed their animals in wheelbarrows for kilometers just so that they could access a mobile clinic oh. where they can get preventative veterinary treatments that, you know, mm-hmm. of course stop all those horrific diseases from happening. Um, so there's our animal hospital. We also take in all the stray abandoned and unwanted animals. We never turn any animal away. Wow. We have an ad- we have a rehoming facility where we make sure that animals that have been, you know, horrifically treated in the past will never have to experience that again. Now, adoption criteria make sure that they go into loving homes. Mm -hmm. um, And once an animal comes in the SPCA's doors, even if they're adopted, we remain responsible and accountable for that animal. So we would follow up doing regular post-home checks just to see how the animal's faring, how the the people are adjusting. Um, Yes, and we also have a farmyard on site. So wonderful privilege in the morning to go and have coffee with a herd of goats. It's quite an experience. Ah! They're amazingly... Goats are fine, right? Just like chickens. um yes and then of course we also have equines so horses and donkeys um and all this your facility this sounds huge it it is it is quite big i'm not quite sure how many acres (laughs) it is but but yes like so how many acres okay so this is not just a building this is like a (laughs) no so are you in the are you in the middle town you mustn't be no, no, we're not. We're actually situated in the Cape Flats. We're in Grassy Park. And, you know, okay. we're positioned there, obviously, because we're, yeah. we're positioned where, where we're most needed. But right. um, yes, yeah. So uh, we're, we're a very big facility. Um, I guess so. With- That's, therefore, they need lots of funds. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true. I, I, I couldn't um, lie and say that's not true, Sylvie. But yes, um, and and definitely, um, you know, really doing just so much good work, um, both at the foundation of you know the the things that make um, provincially um, things better for animals, um, doing the reactive type work as well as the proactive type work. So mm-hmm. um, our inspectors don't only you know, go out and investigate cruelty when it happens, they go out to places where it may be perpetrated and do proactive mm-hmm. reports. And mm-hmm. that includes inspections um, at places like animal abattoirs to make sure that um, human slaughtering takes place. It includes things like um, inspections, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Abattoir- yeah. Well, you know, yeah. abattoirs, yeah, like I'm yeah. familiar with that. I grew up on a hog farm, so... I never thankfully had to go to one, but I understand Mm. what they are. Yes. So making sure that that animals are are treated humanely and are slaughtered humanely is very Mm -hmm. important to us. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you you can't allow your own aversion to certain matters to prevent you from making sure that animals are treated humanely there. We would also go out proactively to places like pet stores and um, animal petting zoos or zoos. Wow. So how many people do you employ? Well, not this that many, like really. We just work like really hard. <laughs> Are you taking uh, volunteers? Oh, 
always um no we do we do have a volunteer program which is obviously invaluable for us and yes, our, yes, our volunteers obviously help to a great deal uh, unfortunately covid has also kind of uh, mm. put a stop to that just prematurely but you know those people are just wonderful in terms of helping us to make sure animals on site are stimulated yeah. going for regular right. walks yeah. getting one-on-one -on -one human interactions being taught basic obedience mm. commands so there's so much that needs to go mm. into an operation like this um yeah. and yes it's we we do have approximately i think it's 100 and 10 staff on site at the moment oh, um, that's, that's a fair amount it's oh, a fair amount that is a fair yes. amount yeah but we also have anywhere between three and five hundred animals on site to care for at any given time wow so, yes i know um yeah my daughter is is uh really interested in being a vet so um so i was like well you know and we were going to you know, we had looked at volunteering but obviously like you said they're not taking anybody in and, mm. and people were scooping up cats and dogs and now they're you know they're bringing them back uh, yeah. yeah yeah so it's kind of a sad situation i don't know if that's the same uh in your neighborhood like you know now yes. you're at home you need the, the, the companion now you got to go back to work you can't take care of them anymore yes. um yeah uh -huh. well i think yeah. to a large degree you know we haven't been too badly affected by that because our rehoming policy is quite stringent but i think to a large degree what people are experiencing in that regard is just you know um they've they've been working from home or in that kind of setup they've acquired a companion and that companion is so used to a certain way of being and now they're yeah. leaving home for eight hours a day or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be and, and there might be yeah. some problem behavior that's kind of creeping in and making life difficult mm -hmm. um so i could foresee mm -hmm. that that it is potentially been um, a yeah. problem for some places but we've been yeah. very fortunate so far wow you have quite the subs and you are the communications manager so that's correct yes <laughs> so you've got a, a lot to on your hands and i commend you wow i'm this this is way bigger than i mean like when i look at my spca it's like a really small little place mm. very small like it's in a strip mall basically mm. and yours is like you're saying it's like the whole sanctuary like you take all sorts of animals and great. wow i am I am so fortunate to have had you on here. I you keep learning about different places in the country and, and what they're up to. And, you know, even like wrapped around cycling, having a cycling event. I think that's brilliant. Um, so, wow. Thank you so much, uh, Belinda, for being our guest on the podcast. Um, I hope our listeners have taken in some good information and, you know, making some decisions about uh, some events for the spring and summer, and uh, hopefully yours will be one of them. So thank you. Absolutely. So, and don't forget to follow the Cape SPCA on all their platforms and myself, Sylvie Daou, and the podcast, uh, Secrets from the Saddle podcast on Instagram. So thank you very much, everyone. Have an amazing day and uh, have an amazing year of cycling somewhere. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having us, Sylvie. It's been our privilege. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. 
learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.